0: Welcome to Playing for the Master, a podcast on live theater, creativity, and the arts emerging from the Christian faith. The official podcast of Master Arts Theater in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Come along as we give you a behind-the-scenes look at the people, productions, and ideals behind Master Arts Theater. We are your hosts, Tim Van and John Wilson. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hello and welcome again to the Playing for the Master podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tim Van Bruggen, and I am your other host, John Wilson, who is also in a show a guest on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So he's host and guest. I'm swapping hats all over the place. Anyway, uh, now yeah. let's put you in the other chair. I'm now. And I'll just take care of the host duties. I have moved sometimes. chairs now for
0: those who cannot see, which is everyone.
1: Well, we are here with the director and cast of the next production at Master Arts, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. This has been a show long time in coming, one that we've been very, very excited about. It's our very first Disney theatrical musical Mm -hmm. that we've done here at Master Arts. And I think it's our first musical post-COVID, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. yes it is, which has brought with it its own source of challenges, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, well, we have the director and some of the principal cast here, so we're going to go around the table um, and have you each say who you are, how, what are you to the production, um, or what parts you're playing, and a little, little snippet about yourself and how long you've been here at Master Art. So we'll start with... Kathy Van Lopik, our
2: director. Thank you for starting with me. No pressure. Um, <laughs> my name is Kathy Van Lopeck. I get to be the director of this fabulous show. Um, I have been with Master Arts Theatre for a very long time. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how many years I've been with them. But, well, no, actually, my first thing that I was in here at Master Arts was 2003. So... So, 19 years. Has it been that long? Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay, I believe Sorry, you. Sorry, I have that no it's, okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, me. Um,
3: I'm Molly Vanderwest, West, and I'm playing Esmeralda. And I think my first show with Master Arts was not in the building, because it was <laughs> Willy Wonka, which we did at Fansingle, mm-hmm. which was also directed by Kathy. Oh, oh,
4: yes. Well, uh... I'm Sander Griffin. I'm playing Archdeacon Frollo. Um, I I took a bit of a hiatus from Master Arts uh, to do other community theater, high school theater, and college theater and stuff, but my first show with Master Arts was through the youth program at Hudsonville, Hudsonville?
0: Mm -hmm.
4: Yes. The high school? Mm -hmm. Um, That was back in 2009. I was a seventh grader, so
5: yeah. I am Tyler Suttner, and I am playing Captain Phoebus De um, I My first show with Master Arts was actually Singer, what, three, four years ago now? Three years ago. Three years ago? 2019. So, relatively new to Master Arts, but you know, dipping my toe in, having fun. I've been doing theater for about six, five or six years now, so... I'm John Wilson. None of you have ever met me before
0: in any of these <laughs> podcast episodes. Um, I'm playing Quasimodo, which I am so excited for. Um, I have been at Master Arts going on seven years now.
5: So, is it really only seven?
0: Yeah. So that was just before I started. It was just before you started. I am your senior, <clears throat> just barely. My senior, just barely. <laughs> Well, fantastic. I am so glad that all of you are here.
1: Um, I've been getting to hear a little bit of the music while I sit in my office and you guys practice, and I'm really, really excited because you sound amazing. Um, so, again, we'll go around and we'll start with John. What, what was it, since we already know this is one of your favorite roles, um, what was it that made you want to be part of, of this particular production?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've wanted to play Quasimodo for five or six years now it's been one of like my top three dream roles my brother introduced me to the show after a lot of poking and prodding who's also in the show but he finally got me to watch it and i just fell in love with it and the thing that was happening at the same time as i was doing martial arts um and i went through martial arts with a young man named jake rodmacher um i think i butchered his last name there but he's a gentleman with severe autism um And he made it to Black Belt at the same time that I did and was never held behind. And it was incredibly inspirational and meaningful for me because I was his partner in everything. Um, And I helped him through and he helped me through. And it was just fantastic to see what a wonderful person, creation, What what a wonderful person God had made. Even with these things that seemed like challenges to the world or, or setbacks weren't, they, they were just part of his beautiful heart mm-hmm. and he still is one of the people with the biggest hearts I've ever met. And it was beautiful. And so once like those two experiences happen at the same time, I was like, I want to play Quasimodo cause that's what I want to shine a light on, on the beautiful people God made like Jake, where you might have, some kind of reaction to him that might make it hard for you to see the beautiful heart and the beautiful person that he is. And that's what really drew me to this part. Um, and I hope I'm doing Jake justice, honestly, in in, in portraying that, that quality. Um,
5: yeah. That's cool.
1: I'm not
0: going to tear up at all.
5: <laughs> Dab. <laughs> Tyler!
3: Oh, you ruined
5: it. <laughs> I... I think I gotta say, you probably have the most emotional. D- well, okay, I guess we wait until everybody goes a pound, but more emotional than mine. Um, I love the this
1: show. the most emotional what we've heard so far, John. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I just, I love this show. From the first time I heard it, and you hear the opening, just those soft notes, and then all of a sudden the massive chord structures that they create with the full chorus and choir and everything in the background. I, I just, the music itself has. Music has just been such a part of my life. And even just hearing that, it struck me as something. I was like, I want to do this someday. I want to be a part of this. Um, And in um, reading the story and listening to the music and listening to the story that they create within the musical, um, there are so many parts here that just can show you different facets of life. You have the shunned and the outcasts, but you also have the... The dashing and daring captain who uh, very much strides in and starts off very arrogant, if you will, but seeing him change throughout the story and getting to play that and getting to show how life changes you and life helps you to grow in so many different ways is so much fun to play and it's such a fun challenge to have. Um, And then also seeing, I mean, Frollo and his darkness and struggling with his own demons and what's there and then esmeralda just being kind to everybody like there's so many different facets to the show that make it absolutely wonderful so when they when we said that we were going to do it i was like i have to audition i don't know what else is going on in life at the time but i have to audition no matter what Uh,
4: when i was when i was younger i was not allowed to to watch the movie uh, which is a common theme mm-hmm. that I've that I've found. Um, I was raised really sheltered. However, my parents let me read Victor Hugo's uh, actual book.
1: What? About, the Hunchback
4: of Notre Dame. Because they were like, well, okay, so here's the thing. My mom's a book lover, so she would rather me or, like, read the book and learn about it that way, as opposed to watching the Disney version, which, you know, Disney took a lot of the religious aspects out.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
4: And I feel like because it was more of a secular movie uh, and dealt with quote-unquote magic, even though there was no magic in the movie, uh, but particularly Frollo's song, ironically, uh, Hellfire. um, Because, you know, it it had the word hell in it, you know, and and my mom was just like, no. Uh, But I read it, and I fell in love with it, and I cried when I finished it. Mm. Um and I was remotely aware of the musical uh like when it first came out, but I never really listened much to it. And then I watched the movie and I was like oh, This is good this is good music. This is good music. I like it. <laughs> um and you know, uh having grown up and I, I feel like Frollo is a very, very good character for me to step into. Um because, you know, having grown up, I do I have a lot of religious trauma and I took when I was in college, I took philosophy of religion. So I I have a very and also a, a history of religion. So I'm very well versed in the history of specifically the Catholic Church, which is not reminiscent of what it is today. Um, but especially in where this show takes place, 1482, and when Victor Hugo released it, which was, uh, I believe, 1833, 37, something like that, uh, <laughs> um, was not very kind to um, outsiders or people who were different um, and in and, and several ways was incredibly racist, which Frollo embodies those values that the church held. Yeah but you can even see within within the show itself he was not born that way he was uh, you know he and his brother jehan who john also plays mm-hmm. uh you know they were adopted as orphans and Frodo like immediately you know um took to the teachings of of their um their father mm-hmm. you know uh, in, in in the cathedral which that father's Views were almost carbon copied onto Frollo. Mm. So Frollo had to... He felt like he was... uh, It was his duty to adhere to them. Mm. um, Even if his heart said something different. So, I don't know. I I just... Exploring all of that and exploring how Frollo is also human and subject to his own mistakes, but not having the freedom or will to learn from them. I feel like it's a very, very good lesson.
1: I think just in response to that, before we go to Molly, I think Victor Hugo does that in both of his most famous novels that have turned into into musicals, both Les Mis Mm -hmm. and Hunchback. He shines a light on how quickly Religion can go wrong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also where the truth is, mm-hmm. you know, where the love is, where when when we practice religion as it was intended to be, mm-hmm. um, how the outcasts and the orphans and the lost are drawn into this place of love, which I really appreciate about Victor Hugo. He mm-hmm. was unbelievably critical about the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also had hope for it.
5: Right. Yeah. right. Which yeah. was amazing.
4: You know, if, if I can quickly respond to that, too. Yeah. An interesting thing with Les Mis and and The Hunchback is The Hunchback showcases all of the negative mm-hmm. of of the church. Whereas Les Mis, especially with Jean Valjean, mm-hmm. he was a, a, a boy who was imprisoned for, you know, the crime of stealing bread in there right. for 17 years. Yeah. And finally gets released and is given sanctuary by this church, steals all of their silver, and you know, he gets he's about to get arrested and the, the I believe it's like the referend or the father of that church yeah. he's yeah. like no this is my the, no, I gave, I it, gave to him it to him. Him. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a gift. And that and changes Jean Valjean's oh, yeah. life. <laughs> and so oh, wait that, there's more. <laughs> yeah and that transformation. But, on that same note, there are so many parallels between Frollo and Javert. (laughs) (laughs) Because, granted, although Javert has that last moment, you know, with, uh, I believe, Stars, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where he is singing and he's like, I don't know, he like cries on the bridge and then he just, you know, he commits suicide because he can't bear the guilt of what he's done and the fact that he... He's his own sin and the weight
1: of that. You
4: know, the the weight of, of... the possibility of this, you know, the law is right, you know, my job is right, I did everything in the name of my job, and I am good and I have not sinned because I'm doing my job correctly. But then when it comes to, you know, the realization that his entire life is a lie and that whole structure yeah. crumbles, he can't bear the weight of it. Which is why that's an amazing,
1: amazing part. Of oh, okay. absolutely. Right. Anyway.
3: Molly. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, I love this show. The music is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I also was not allowed to watch the movie as a child. <laughs> uh, I didn't see it until my senior year of high school, I and, the and I cried. Um, but it's... Esmeralda's been a dream role for a while, um, partly because just really good <laughs> part There's <laughs> beautiful songs and everything. Oh my God. Esmeralda's uh, song
1: gets me every time. Just, Can I
3: wait to hear you speak? Thank you. Um, but it's also just like, it's so far away from anything else I've ever done. <laughs> um, she's very confident and a little bit sexy. Uh, and (laughs) and it's very different from me Uh, but also she's questioning things because she's been an outcast her whole life and she just the part where she walks into the church Mm -hmm. and she just she looks up at the statue of Jesus and is just like you look like you might have been an outcast too. I don't know anything about you. But like just looking at him, she can tell that maybe he didn't fit in like everybody else, which is true.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I don't know, her her journey is just kind of beautiful and the fact that she's just like it's nice to dig deeper into her because it's nice to figure out like, because when you fir- when she first meets Quasimodo, the lines that she has are really interesting, because it's like, "Hey, I, I see your face, and dang, that's that's a face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you join in this competition for the ugliest person?" Ugliest? It, <laughs> but then immediately after, she's like, "Oh, that was bad." <laughs> but I'm like, that seems like such a quick character flip that it almost you almost have to dig a little deeper into it like why in the world would she push him to do this Mm -hmm. if she would feel guilty immediately after and I think it's because she didn't think it would go the way it did
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) but isn't that so much like (laughs) ourselves Mm. sometimes we act with insensitivity not even realizing it until we take a step back it's like ooh that that may have hurt that person Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's what I appreciate about, um, well, the Disney version when it first came out, and and you know the book and this is that these are not carbon copy stereotype characters. Mm-hmm. The, each one has to deal with the weight and circumstances of their own decisions about who they are, about their past life that we don't even see. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that weight on them throughout the show. Some of them learn and change from it, like Phoebus. Um, some of them don't and die. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! Spoiler! Oh, sorry, sorry. That's I didn't true. say who. I didn't say who dies. You got to and find out. <laughs> so, Kathy, what what drew you to want to? direct this
2: thing? That's an interesting question. Thank you so much for bringing that Um Well, as an adult, I did allow myself to watch the movie. <laughs> Good for you. Good, Good. for you. Good. We're glad. I believe I also let my children watch the movie. Oh,
1: I did too. Aren't they lucky?
2: Um, but anyway, but here's the thing. I was, I did not care for the movie so much. So um, I've only ever seen... The musical on stage. One other time, and the only reason I went to see it um, was because I knew somebody who was in it. Um, John's brother Sam played Frollo, as a matter of fact. And I going in there with really not a lot of expectations. Going to see the see the uh, the stage music- musical. Excuse me. Um, was just a completely an overwhelmed. Exp, uh, just enthusiastic about what was done on that stage as far as yeah. storytelling and um, very much as we've all discussed here different characters were very brought to life and just the way the story was told um, through the music the music very much um, is an integral part of telling the story and beautiful music as others have said mm-hmm. um and each individual song that the principals get to sing very much um, reveal their characters and push the story forward. But not only that, but the ensemble, if you will, um, is a huge part of the story. And um, you get to see different aspects of these people through them and how they tell the story. Which So it's uh, it was a different way of seeing a musical being done um, It's I think it's a very unique way uh, to tell a story through a musical not a lot of musicals are are um, set up this way are, are logistically set up this way um, as we've mentioned before the only one, other one I can really think of would be Les Miserables yeah. um, well, which is yeah, based on a novel by. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, coincidence. So <laughs> that's what really is like, man. Um, to be able to, you know, replicate that feeling on stage and you know, to get to get um, the cast uh, to replicate that again, that story, that feeling of telling a story, this beautiful story of redemption, and okay. and um, you know. Hopefully, audience seeing themselves in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's those are the best stories I think to tell, are where the audience can see themselves somewhere in the story. Yeah, um, and that's what I just really love about this this story this this musical is the storytelling in it.
1: So, as you guys have been rehearsing, kind of going back to the story, what? for each one of you, and it can be something for your character or not. Um, what what part of the story is resounding with you or resonating with you the strongest right now? Just whoever wants to speak up first.
2: I guess I'll speak up. Go, Kathy. Um, the thing, the, it boils down to something very simple, and I think we've touched on it before um, for me, and I trying to keep this at the forefront and focused which um, is that we are all created in the image of God Mm -hmm. no matter, and God our Father um, no matter what we look at look like on the outside, what our environment is, what our culture is we are all created in the image of God Um, and the problem is with some people you know, um, around us is they can't see that Mm -hmm. um that you have know, people who are like, Well, you got to follow these rules and then you can be like God, or you know, um, if you do this or you're from you know this background or whatever, you're not, uh, you're not a child of God. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think this story very much like you know breaks down those barriers and just says, No, look, I mean, um, Esmeralda finds herself in, um, which. Her song, I will have to say, is my favorite song, God Help the Outcasts, because that if you're really a child of God and you're really following God, you are going to be an outcast. It's, it, um, God, Jesus says that to his disciples. You know, the world is going to reject you. Um, so that's what I like to keep in the forefront, is that we, we, are, we are all created in the image of God, which is why in the beginning I'm having John play Yehom. His own father, and then transform into Quasimodo. Um, as a symbol of God or father, we are that image of God here on earth, even though we we are flawed. And everybody in the story is flawed. Now, mm-hmm. how we deal with those flaws in the sight of God um, is what is the difference between, like, say, Phoebus and Frollo, and and Quasimodo and Frollo, and Esmeralda and Frollo i keep bringing up Frollo because he's on the other end of the spectrum. But <laughs> sorry, up. Frollo. Okay, hi. But <laughs> <I'm> like, that's, what, that's what I, that's for me is the basic theme of the show, is that we are all created in the image of God. And we all deserve to be treated as such.
0: Mm-hmm. So I have like two pillars, and I'm glad Kathy said the, the image of God one because that was one of the like two pillars for me of this show. Um, so thank you, Kathy.
2: <laughs> You're welcome, Jack. Anytime I can help you out.
0: The other one that um, kind of has taken me by surprise comes from Someday, mm-hmm. um, which is another beautiful song that I love. Um, and there's, there's a reprise of it at the end by the whole choir. Um, and with no spoilers, th- this show is different from the Disney film. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's much closer to a tragedy. And I think one of the beauties of this show is it very starkly depicts what real life is. Mm. Um, and that's even some of, some of the, the conflict is Quasimodo has this beautiful dream of what out there is and then it's nothing like his dream. Mm. Um, he can see what, what life should be, what God wanted life to be, and it's nothing like that. And so you go through this whole tragedy a terrible tragedy that makes me cry every time and then you get to the end and you reprise Someday which is a song about hope Mm -hmm. and things were just horrible things were about as bad as they can get in our real world some of the events that are portrayed but we still say Someday life will be brighter love will be kinder some new afternoon Godspeed, this bright millennium, hope lives on, wish upon the moon. And I was just driving in my car singing that one day and trying to figure out, am I singing this as Quasimero at this point? Because I didn't know, but I was singing it. And I was just like, this is about heaven. This is about the new creation that God's going to make. This is about what God always wanted the world to be and what we've gotten away from but that is still on its way. And that just hit me because we live, I mean, obviously the last two years have been crazy and divided and nasty everywhere politically within the church, um, with between different countries with what's going on now with Ukraine. It's horrible. Um, especially for a lot of people my age, like millennial and younger, this is some of the worst times we've, Live through. Um, and it just seems like every day I'm getting hit with, well, the world sucks and we're messed up and sinful and fallen. But then to be able to hold on to that reminder of things may be horrible. People who are made in God's image may still do horrible things. And my life might end tragically, my life might not do anything. I might be forgotten in a generation and die horribly and have everybody hate me because of my faith. Not that that's what's happening now, but that could happen. But there's still hope beyond. There's still a plan God has beyond. There's still goodness and holiness and perfect Unity with him actually being able to be in his presence. I just, I'm, I'm going to stop before I like give a sermon. I feel like I already have, <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I love that, that you have God's beauty portrayed or God's image portrayed in all these characters mm-hmm. and, and you can see the way that the world hurts all of them from Quasimodo and Esmeralda all the way to Frollo who is equally hurt by the world, mm-hmm. but then how there's still hope in God. Um, and he still has that good, perfect world coming that we just can't comprehend, but it's coming, and hope lives on, and it's coming someday soon. And like that's the hope of a Christian. Yeah, Jesus mm-hmm. says I'm coming soon, you know. So that's just hit me. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> kind like, of reminds me of that uh, quote from Lord of the Rings when Samwise
1: says, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, "There mm-hmm. is." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm good there is still good in yeah. this world and it's worth fighting for absolutely mm-hmm. well
2: and, and that was something too uh, that you know Anne Frank said you know in mm-hmm. you know it's like I still believe in the good in people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so, Even in the darkest of times right mm-hmm.
1: Xander Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to say that every time I go to you?
4: Yeah, probably. Okay. I
1: probably. I'm very too. socially <laughs> awkward,
4: and kind of reflecting back <laughs> on what you said, I, I'm also autistic. But you know, I, I very well. Ma- I for the most part, I assume very well. Mask it. I've been doing theater for 22 years, so it's like I hope I'm good at it. Um, <laughs> Believe it or um, not, theater is how
1: all of us socially awkward geeks.
2: Mm-hmm. learn
3: to
1: be learn honest. to be learn to at least show at least act display like non-awkwardness Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um oh I do want to say one more thing to John before I go to you absolutely go that is ahead. the most spoilery I'm not gonna spoil thing it was pretty spoilery this guy is a master of that I'm just saying oh.
0: all this said was it was a tragedy and things were Wrong. Terrible tragedy. Well, bad
1: things happen. It's, but so it's so bad. bad. Remind <laughs> me, we're just going to retcon be... the
4: patnom. <laughs> hey, John, remind me yeah. never to talk to you if you if you see Batman before me. <laughs> I already saw that. It, it did. Now. So do <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
0: Boy, when Captain America
4: came hey, through. So wow, we're crossing. What a uh, twist. twist. Don't cross the Marvel
2: We're getting to We're doing Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we're on punchback. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I already mentioned a little bit before how in terms of like religious trauma, I relate to Frollo, at least in the beginning part. Um, because uh, when I was younger, I dealt with a lot of the massively horrific you know phobias that you know, thankfully, in recent years are kind of being, you know, these are not the norm anymore. Um, but and you know, and that wasn't through my parents, that was through the church itself mm-hmm. and the the leaders and the in the um, coeds that I had in the church. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, broke myself out of that mindset and stuff like that. But looking at Frollo and the, aside from, you know, his first, you know, speech and stuff, the first line that Frollo sings is, Claude the Older who cared for his brother. Mm -hmm. That is the first thing that you actually get to know about Frollo's character. Aside from the speech. We're not going to go over the speech. Um, People have to come experience nah, Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, you yeah, yeah, the, the yeah it's a pay-per-view. Uh, five bucks. <laughs> uh, unlike me who told you everything. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, uh, Ch- I'm the so Benedict well. Cumberbatch to his Tom Holland.
3: <laughs> yes! Um, <All> right, <laughs> that'll do that'll
4: do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting how, you know, I... <laughs> uh, both reading the novel and watching the show, you know, if I hadn't made the active decision, which I feel like this show is also about, it's you, even with someday, mm-hmm. it's like uh, there are bits where it's like it's very, very hopeful, like it's probably not mm-hmm. going to happen within our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But there's also, things won't change unless we have action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's definitely action that happens in this show. Come see the show. Uh, <laughs> April 21st to May 8th? Uh, 7th. 7th. 7th? I was, was going to say seven, but then I second-guessed so myself. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, go see the show. Um,
5: <laughs> <laughs> nice blog,
0: nice
3: blog. Tickets are on
5: sale now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
4: my goodness. Um, uh, you know, like, I could have turned into... Uh, old age, Frodo. Uh,
5: Frodo. Frodo.
2: Frodo. 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 You got right. <laughs> <You're laughs> <what? laughs> I blame I mean, I mean, that on you no,
0: the Rings. You bring Lord of the, okay, the Rings podcast.
5: Just <laughs> you know, always comes in some That is our middle But Frolo, you know, like when the show takes
4: place, 1482. Frolo, who is, you know, he's he's holier than thou. He's very very pious. And the interesting thing is he's acutely aware of not just, like, the sins, but the, uh, the kind of disgusting attitudes that he has. But he just, every single time, doubles down and doubles down. He doesn't fold. He doubles down. Mm-hmm. And he gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and that's been his whole life. He has been trying to dig himself out of a hole that father dupin dumped him in you know and especially uh, can't give spoilers Um, it happens within the first five minutes of the show but I'm not going to spoil anything there's something that happens that that basically causes him a lot of pain and he digs deeper through pain so he doesn't have to acknowledge the fact that sometimes things are out of your control
5: Mm
2: -hmm.
4: but he blames himself
0: if I can jump in and, like, a response to that. Please do, brother dear. <laughs> all right, bro. Uh, <laughs>
3: what? <laughs> well, they are playing brother. Oh, yeah, okay. oh, right. okay, that's right. Okay, right.
0: man. All right, brother uncle. Peabus is always <laughs> a right, brother. Is always <laughs> a Whoa. Moving on, moving on. But I think that's one of the real tragedies of Frodo's character is he only sees two paths, which is either I can be perfect and be right with god and hold to my beliefs or i can do what i feel do all the like negative urges i have like being racist and being uber creepy uh, <laughs> and he can never find that path of grace in christ like he can't find the way where i can still believe everything that i believe about faith and mess up and not be perfect. There's and no balance. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's something I think everybody's... Tr- I've struggled with that, mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I didn't live up to what Jesus wanted, so I'm crap, I'm going to go die now, because what else can I do, you know? If, yeah. yeah, if
2: I can add on to that, too, this is a theme now, um, <laughs> is nah. Frollo, in my mind, is using the practices of the church as a crutch mm. to... Say, I am perfect because I do these things. Whereas we're taught, if you know, in the Bible, Jesus, the law, the practicing, the law cannot save you. The law condemns you. Mm -hmm. You are saved, again, like you said, John, by the grace of Christ, the mercy of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but Frollo doesn't never, and that, again, like you said, is a tragedy. Frollo never. Never understands that mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. not what you do that saves you; mm-hmm. it's your belief in the saving grace mm-hmm. of Christ. Yeah, which <clears throat> sorry, I didn't know if you
4: were Which is very interesting because that is you know at least in my observation this isn't anything negative towards the Catholic Church, but I've noticed that there are quite a few churches that focus more on good acts and good deeds you know have value Mm -hmm. and if your value is high enough it earns you a place in heaven Mm -hmm. so you know you see the families the the rich families that are like i'm gonna make a couple million dollar donation to this church that secures my spot in heaven Mm -hmm. and then they go off and i don't know trophy hunt an endangered animal or something and you're like well okay all right um (laughs) Yeah. You know, if if you take deeds as value and not deeds as from the place where it's coming from, mm-hmm. um, that is the first fallacy. Like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a Christian, but I still recognize that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and especially with Frollo, kind of what you said, he adheres to the letter.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: He does not. He he speaks a lot on forgiveness and grace and these that sort of uh, redemption, Mm -hmm. you know, qualities. But he, an interesting thing is, I don't think he can forgive himself. Mm -hmm. He's never taken that journey of self-healing. You know, he's just continued to allow it to be open and fester. Well, and I
1: think um, in his case, and frankly in the case of a lot of churches to get today, it's the difference between an intellectual understanding mm-hmm. of forgiveness and redemption and grace. And actually how does that play out mm-hmm. in the real world today? And I think, um, unfortunately it's not just the Catholic church. It's, it's anytime, anytime an organized church say, starts to think we have to get our doctrine right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it becomes more about, is our doctrine correct? Is our, um, are we in line with scripture? You know, Jesus said, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. All of the laws and scriptures are built on those two things. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we try and skip over the love part. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have the love part, you know, Paul says it in the New Testament. It's like, I can speak with tongues of angels. I can heal. I can, I can you know, have, you know, quote, every scripture. But if I don't have love, it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think this is a great reminder. This show is a great reminder because we see the love or lack of love. Mm hmm. Represented in many different ways Mm. across these characters, and when the lack of love is what dominates, that's when tragedy happens.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Anyone else want to add to that wonderful deep question (laughs) that we threw out there? Okay. So, did you want to be
2: more?
1: Go ahead. No, I said it was good at the moment. Okay. Okay. So, um. I'm gonna skip a couple because a we're really going deep in some of these. This so, um, <laughs> to be an extended um, release. Yeah. <laughs> extended Come on, extended, extended edition. Britain, no.
3: What? <laughs> part one, so, part two. So <laughs> right.
1: What are you guys hoping? And I love to ask this question: What are you guys hoping the audience comes away with after they've seen your show?
4: Mm. We'll just start with Xander and go around the room. Oh, brilliant. Talk with the long. Start with the long-winded person. Um,
3: <laughs> oh, no, that's
0: Sean, too. So
4: we'll cap it. Like brother, like brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So honestly, I hope that um, I certainly hope that a, that a few people. And I know this this might sound weird at first. I hope that a few people identify with Frollo, mm. so mm-hmm. that they can see mm-hmm. how his actions or inactions or um, his denial of him actually being human you know where that gets him because there are so many people today that have this false sense of righteousness Mm -hmm. but you know they you know for a couple of examples you know they either they either like cheat or they have or, or, or they're just absolutely like horrible in certain points of parts of their life to other people Mm-hmm. Where they don't have that net positivity that should be from expected from everyone. Mm-hmm. They push out that net negative and, and And I really hope that some people find that, relate to it, and have a sort of like... Revelation moment. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was going to say, it's kind of ironic for me to say, you know, like, come to Jesus moment, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I hope people take away, you know, also like, even though, yeah, I mean, if you've read the book, it's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a sad story. Yeah. Um, but I hope that it's very cathartic for some people. Um,
0: yeah. (laughs) Well.
3: Did you need to say something?
0: Uh, this can be edited out. Elena just wanted to let you know that she's going to hang around for a bit.
3: Oh, Okay saw so you crouch, and I was like, it probably needs to say something. I was going to whisper something. it
0: to and interrupt stuff, <laughs> and then I was going to pass the message, because I saw like, your knees crack. Just Yeah, <laughs> so that was... It's a choice. Bad. Anyways.
3: Yes. Um, well, I mean, I hope that people appreciate the beauty of it. Like, I hope we can mm. get that through. Like, it sounds good, which I think it does. <laughs> Not talking about myself, talking about everybody <laughs> else. As a whole. As a whole. <laughs> as a whole. This chorus is... Brilliant, the ensemble that you've put together. It's amazing. Um, but I also hope that, like, pushes people. It's like we were talking about someday is about hope, but it's also about change, like Xander said. And so I hope that people, like, come away with that question that gets asked in the beginning and then again at the end what makes a monster and what makes a man? Mm-hmm. It's like, I want people to wonder about that. Yeah. And Like, but come away with the someday part of it too. Like there is hope, but we gotta work for it. (laughs)
4: Yeah, that's that's very very brief add on because like (laughs) I I do like that you actually you you sparked you sparked something there. Uh, I also want people to come away from this thinking that why can't someday be today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't have to wait for it to come. You know. Yep. It, it's kind of like with with the you know like say the second coming of Jesus. Don't wait for the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. you yep. need to act as mm-hmm. if he wants mm-hmm. us to be walking out exactly. his kingdom today, yes.
1: loving yes. people today, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. unifying you know,
5: yes. together today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, also like, vice versa. Realize and accepting that it may not come today, mm-hmm. exactly, because then yeah. you can't just go. Oh, it didn't come. Well, I'm going to give up. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. and, and I mean your actions have meaning and have impact yeah. far. Further out and far further flung than you even know. Exactly. And, and, you and it know, keeps going.
4: Yeah. And, and I mean, like as, next generation. as an agnostic, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we at this table, we have like both ends of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. here, yeah. which is really nice because like my, my personal belief system is that, you know, I respect people who have a net positive impact on the world. Mm-hmm. If you have a net negative impact, I don't have to deal with you. You know, it's not my job to change you, but it's my job to sh- lead by example, mm-hmm.
2: right.
4: you know, And so kind of like what, with what, with what you were saying, but you know, like someday today, if someday doesn't come, you know, it's like, I could die any day. Mm -hmm. I want to have died putting out a net positive impact, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it's literally, it's the same philosophy, just different words. Mm -hmm. Kathy.
2: Um, Basically, I'm going to reiterate um, a lot of things already that Xander and Molly have said, um, I want them to come away with, with hope, um, that, yeah, they are a part of the, uh, the h- bringing hope, um, that there's a future, there's a, there's a great future that God plans for everybody, um, and that they can see their part in that, in bringing that, um. As the Bible verse says, um, Jesus said to his people, you are, you are the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's in you, and you need to bring it out into the world. Um, so what I want them to do, what I want the audience to do, is see themselves um, in the story. And Because, like we said, it ends with that beautiful song, you know, mm-hmm. about the future and the hope. Um, so that's how I want them to come away it's like we can we can bring hope out into the world we can do that we can we can take this tragic story and change it because that's like we've said earlier there is tragedy out in the world tragedy is happening all around us but if we go out there as you know the salt of the earth and we can go out there become part of that and change that so that's yeah what I would like the audience to take away from that is the hope of uh, with God we can we have the power in God to do that we have the power in God to change that
5: Amen. Mm-hmm. Tyler <clears throat> yeah um I guess I'm gonna go off a similar thread but a different i guess a different theme is for people to see huh both how simple it is and how courageous it is to be kind. Mm -hmm. Um, there are so many different characters in the show where they put down what they used to believe or put down what they know would be better for them to be kind to somebody else or to do the right thing by somebody else. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I feel like in the world we now live in, uh, times are a little bit dark and at the moment it's been kind of rough the past couple of years and as a net whole, I think people have just gotten not meaner per se but less willing to just stand up for the right thing Mm -hmm. to stand up and to just do even the kind thing saying hello to somebody like It's the small thing. Smiling as you're going through the drive-thru. Like, saying have a nice day to somebody even though you don't even know them. Like, it's small Mm -hmm. kindnesses that add up so quickly in other people's worlds. Mm -hmm. And the positive impact that you can have just by being courageous enough and putting in the effort to be kind to your fellow man. I like the way you put that
1: because Mm -hmm. it seems to me like one of the side effects of the pandemic has been rather than looking at ourselves and saying I can be a better person kind of going back to what Xander said we just say hey this is who I am and I'm just going to double down even if it hurts people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know where and in our culture today changing is not something that is generally accepted very well mm. you know even you know looking back and say hey I have made mistakes but I'm also growing and learning oh, yeah. that's not something that at least in our media mm-hmm. uh, doesn't doesn't really get accepted very well there's mm-hmm. no grace for it exactly mm-hmm. yeah. you know
4: yeah. and kind of like a modern like example of that you know we put celebrities on a pedestal and expect to expect them to be statues of marble. You know, exactly. Not, exactly. and we belittle them, or or bully them, or make fun mm-hmm. of them. But they show even the mildest amount of emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yep. know. I mean, and I'm totally not referencing what happened to the Oscars a
0: couple of days ago. Good. Let's um, not talk about that. No, no, on. About nope, nope, we're going <laughs> on. <laughs> um, so
2: I'm.
0: <coughs> <coughs> so I'm also kind of piggybacking. I like that we've had a development of ideas, but also piggybacking off of others. Um, I hope people come away from this show seeing people's hearts. Mm-hmm. I hope that they see every single character's hearts, even people that wouldn't like Clopin or Jeanne for their
5: more I don't know, what's the word? Come see the show and you find out.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for their actions or Frollo for his, right. you know. I I feel like going off of what Tyler said, not only do I think people have Stop being as kind and putting forth that effort. I think people have stopped seeing other people as human beings Mm -hmm. and have instead said, oh, you're trying to push the left-wing agenda or, oh, you're a legalistic, Bible-thumping conservative who obviously hates me, which is something I wrestle with being a conservative. I feel like everybody looks at me thinking, you hate me, don't you? And I have to constantly check myself and be like, I have to remember to see people's humanness. Mm -hmm. And I hope that people do that to me, but I hope people... Come see this show and don't hate Frollo. That's what I hope. I hope people come see this show and say, man, I wish I could give Frollo a hug. Or mm-hmm. Clopin a hug. Mm-hmm. I just want to give everybody a hug. I just I want people to see this show and think. What assumptions am I making about other people just mm-hmm. based on what mm-hmm. they believe? And or what am I look like or what or they, what look they like, act like or, or how what their they, culture or is. even how right. they treat me. Mm-hmm. Which is hard. Yeah. But There's a. My mom would often say, not that I was ever in public school, I was homeschooled, but she would (laughs) talk about bullies and she would say, Bullies are rarely just bullies because they're mean. They're usually bullies because something's wrong at home. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we would stop and think, What's wrong with what hurt do they have, you know, and empathize with that? Mm -hmm. I hope they empathize with people. What
1: trauma are they living their life out of? And I'm starting to find out as I get older that most people have at least oh, yeah. one traumatic incident that they're trying to live life with that weight on mm-hmm. their back. Yeah. So I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so because this has been so deep and so you know, tremendously weighty, we have to end with our <laughs> wonderful question. And John really wants to ask it. So I'm just going to let John ask it. John's
5: excited. Now, do you want to answer it today, though? I don't know. Have, I, have we answered it before? We have. We
1: have. Long, long, long time Then
0: ago. it's in the archives. I don't need to. That's
1: no, right. So, John, you go ahead and ask cool. our shenanigans question. I'm now putting back on my postcard. Each like one of you
0: have work. to answer this. So you, you can decide right. who goes first. Okay. So... Oh this is a question of my own making, just so you can attribute the genius to me.
2: <laughs> well, now I'm scared. Wow. <laughs> yes. yeah, Wait, I'm, now, now I'm worse. Now I'm worse. Now yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> so much humility in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I am incredibly humbled. And that's a lie, I'm so prideful. I'm bored. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: at least, at least you recognize know, the problem. That's the first <laughs> step. That's the first step yeah. is admitting you is. have <laughs> a problem.
0: Anywho, if you could have... <laughs> If you could have one fruit or vegetable-based superpower, what would it be, and why? And we'll begin with you, Tyler. <laughs> I'm so can blind. you clarify the question? Yes. If you could have a power that is based on a fruit or a vegetable, what would it be? So, and like why? that
5: fruit or vegetable's ability to do something, or it it's could be however a spin-off you of that. interpret it. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: This you is a very
0: open
5: question. It. Yeah. Huh. We had no. some people who
1: could make fruit appear. We had other people who like who was I mean, was it? it because When we interviewed Pris,
0: Pris took it so seriously, oh, and yeah. she was, an, was avocado an avocado because of what it yeah. said about her character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh Pris. So oh, yeah.
1: you interpret what That's being a fruit important. or vegetable well,
0: a superpower means? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
5: I, uh, mm-hmm. should, should I go somebody else now? Is it no, just fruits or vegetables?
0: It has to be fruits or vegetables. Oh, right I now, see. we expand it once we start running out of foods in the category. Really? So it used we to only be long, fruit-based. Long time ago. Yeah.
2: Huh.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm all like, puzzled now. I feel like As soon as Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton I envy
5: did it on TV, the <laughs> tomato's ability for versatility. Mm. Or potato. Either one. Tomato, potato. Tomato, potato, either one. Potato, tomato, tomato. Potato. Amazing things you can do with both of them. Because you can do so many different things with both of them. <laughs> so having the ability to put on many hats and 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 do many things to help people. Mm-hmm. You could be a fruit,
3: you could be a vegetable, you could be a star. Nobody knows, it's tomatoes. So you want to be a shapeshifter really is what you're saying.
5: Sure, basically... <laughs> Okay, so you're saying if that's a not the story of my life, an right an amazing,
0: Like, thing for actors. If you were a shapeshifter, but you didn't change your look, you just changed subtle things. <laughs> yes. Like, subtle, I was yeah. like, do you want me to be a little bit tall? Like, I could just give myself a hunch for this role. It'd be John just with a. Anyway, that's a tangent. I'm sorry. But my well, t- Oh, I right. need a beard. <laughs> all right, all right uh, so, Kathy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what was the question again?
0: <laughs> Fruit or vegetable based superpower? And why?
2: And why?
0: I need nice. a two-page paper about this. So
3: <laughs> yeah, the
0: school is getting MLA to me. format.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been Hello so long. Dad. I don't
2: remember MLA, format. Yep. MLA Make
0: sure you cite your resources. Yep. That's APA Free format. 3,000 work yeah. on it. That's <laughs> APA. I, I, that's
5: too
2: I would more like more to different. be... Uh, yeah. I would like the superpower of the <laughs> The superpower of the blueberry mm-hmm. because it is it's full of antioxidants and so just you know to give that yeah. to the world to the world so good be, for you good like, good. Oh, it's good. so good for everybody yeah, you know just give that out yeah. to the world so that's my answer Molly
3: I've only got one thing in my head and I don't know if it's fully true but it's all I've got right now Um so durian. Ooh. Oh, okay. It's an interesting fruit. Yeah, what's this? Durian. It's a very popular fruit in South Asia, yep. okay. I believe.
2: Wow. But it's
3: um, illegal to take on public transport Ooh. because oh. it is the smelliest fruit in existence. So, hmm. okay. okay. Wait for it. Okay. <laughs> it, it actually smells like rotting flesh, I've heard. Mm. Nice. Um, oh. But it doesn't taste that bad. Mm-mm. So, the thing that's coming to my mind <laughs> is the ability to, not necessarily with smell, but to repel those who do not understand me. So they stay away. Oh, <laughs> then,
5: interesting. But those who take the time.
3: Those who take the time to experience and to appreciate the real you.
0: Yes. That's deeper than what I thought.
2: Wow. That's, right. that, that, that That's the
1: best meat. one so far. <laughs> I was like, so it <laughs> smells awful oh. and it doesn't taste that Dad. that's
3: well, not selling okay. point. I heard it, it tastes actually pretty good. It's also no. yeah, There's it also a good. texture element to it, too, it because it's very slimy. How you prepare it,
5: though, because I actually did. It's funny you mentioned it because I tried it the other day. Did you really? In a little cake. It was this little cake that a friend brought me. I was like, you have to try this. And afterwards, I was like, you betrayed me because <laughs> it tasted awful. It tasted, well, okay, imagine like a pot pie, mm. but just slimy texture so the dichotomy of the two made it so my brain hated Whatever I was well, eating, yes, yeah, like it has pot a pie that doesn't. So it's not it like at all. The savoriness of like gravy and pot pie and stuff like that. But the texture of something yeah. that should be sweet or
0: like well, jelloey. I've I don't heard, know. I've heard so there is weird. a little
3: bit of sweetness in there too, a tiny bit. But, but like, yeah.
0: So for our audience, make sure you prepare durian fruit properly before you eat it. Yes, yep.
2: it's so going to be very difficult Xander. for you to find it. <laughs> so and, I had
0: an answer while everybody
4: else was humming and hot. <laughs> oh wow! in! You Scott nor Tim <laughs> asked
0: Uh I so appreciate your your restraint. Oh, part well, of the content is the awkwardness of That's what they That's uh, what they pay
4: for. So uh, an interesting thing, uh, I mean kind of relating to, to uh, Tyler's answer with tomatoes. Tomatoes are part of the nightshade family. So, Mm, I would be a nightshade.
2: They they used Um, to be thought to be
4: poisonous. Yeah. Fun fact?
2: That's fun. No,
4: that that, that that is a a fun fact.
3: fact. Okay.
4: So, for those of you who don't know, uh, don't eat nightshade. No. Uh, Because the reason why it's called nightshade is because it puts you to
3: sleep. Forever. Permanently.
4: Um, in the for except every for speech, would have said. except for tomatoes, except for for tomatoes. you can find on the tomatoes. tomatoes. We specifically were like, "Hey, we're going to genetically modify you." <laughs> of course, we did, and make you edible, and we did. And then we got pizza, because of then it. we got
0: so pizza. it was worth uh, yeah. it.
4: Yes, that's uh, more. That's uh, so that I a mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> want to. Uh, I I I wouldn't want <laughs> to unalive people. Uh <laughs> but
1: really? you, but Especially having, after all that positive-negative stuff you were talking right, about. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, I generally want to
4: put a net positive no out, but also I'd like to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, it, it would be, be a pretty great. neat superpower to just be like, oh, there's a bank robbery going on. Oh, there are a lot of hostages. Oh, okay. Just... <laughs> Undoes my body suit never what? falls asleep? Ah, okay, oh, okay all right. I was <laughs>
5: like, <laughs> "How far <laughs> is this effect going?" I think I know it's what like you're like, a, building. I At mean, the same time, uh, it sounds like I you're fall. like, "Oh,
3: there's a bank robbery." Okay, bye.
5: <laughs> I think we just saw the beginning of an anti-hero here.
4: Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could potentially, you know. Yeah, there you go. Hey, so this you know, I is play. why he's actually, playing Frodo. you know what? You know what? It would also help me with my insomnia. There you go. There it is. There you go. A
3: power that works on yourself.
4: Well,
1: I want to thank you all so much for joining us, um, for the work you're putting in on Hunchback. Um, Xander said it already, taking my job away, but, or was it Molly? Tickets are on sale right now. It was Xander. It was a a a team. runs from April 21st. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to laugh. April 21st. 21st. To May 7th, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Playing for the Master. Thank you for listening to Playing for the Master, a production of Master Arts Theatre in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Master Arts, its productions, and its programming, visit www.masterarts.org. Please take note that the opinions expressed by the hosts or guests of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions held by Master Arts Theatre as an organization. Again, thanks for listening.